Federation Wars. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a weekly show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web. My name is Jared White, and this is episode 94, Federation Wars, as you already know from that goofy intro. <laughs> All right, folks, what is happening? What is happening? Uh, there is so much, just a bombardment of news and discussion and controversy coming at us right now around all this social media stuff and the Fediverse and Blue Sky and all this different stuff. So I'm here to try to break it down a little bit uh, right out of the gate. I just want you to know I do not have a Blue Sky invite yet, but I am looking forward to uh, getting one and trying out Blue Sky. I'm not going to be... Um, shielding myself from this and I hope uh, by the end of this episode you'll understand uh, why I am not just against Blue Sky. Um, but before we get into all of that just real quick um, one thing I of course do talk a lot about uh, at least on Mastodon these days is the rise of generative AI and I want to uh, share a couple links here uh, one is a blog post by Chris Coyer about uh, recent reporting from the Washington Post regarding a large data set that has been used by, uh, I guess, Google Bard, some of Facebook's AI stuff they're rolling out, um, a few other things. Um, I guess they got a hold of a long list that previously was a secret. Uh, I'm not sure how they got a hold of this, but... Um, basically like all the different websites that went into the training data. Uh, and Chris Coyer was a bit upset because uh, the site that he worked on for many years, very hard on CSS tricks, which he somewhat recently sold to, I believe, DigitalOcean. Um, but anyway, uh, CSS tricks was one of the websites in the data set. And of course, if you ask the AI to give you uh, information about various things regarding CSS, it gives you information that's uh, you know, certainly not like a plagiarism of CSS tricks. And Chris is clear to, to, to say that it's, it's not that uh, this generative AI tool is, is quote unquote plagiarizing CSS tricks word for word or anything like that. But clearly, the information that is there is getting uh, fed into the algorithm, as it were, and then getting regurgitated back along with various other sources. And, you know, Chris was never consulted or asked or opted into or anything. It's just, you know, all this content gets ingested from all these different websites and then just ends up in these black boxes. And that's just, that's just wrong. That is that is not right. Uh, we 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 gotta push back against these black boxes that have just ingested <laughs> massive amounts of content from all over the internet, and then somehow get 
regurgitated back to us and we don't know why we don't know how uh we we don't know where what these sources are exactly and we don't know which answers are coming from which sources um and and this feels really wrong and you know like chris i'm upset uh not that i know that any of my content has ever been ingested into these services but you know i've spent decades literally decades building for the web developing for the web putting lots of content out on the web. You can call me a web enthusiast. And uh, this isn't what I signed up for. (laughs) I didn't spend these last, uh, what, 20 years? Going on 30 years? uh, Developing for and building for and creating for the web just to have some company come along, you know, slurp up everything I've built, everything my fellow creators have built and done, and just regurgitate it out and uh, charge folks for the privilege. That that seems just outrageous, <laughs> outrageously wrong. Um, another link here to the Shop Talk Show number five sixty three uh, with Chris Coyer and Dave Rupert. And Dave Rupert made a really great point about GitHub Copilot and some of the the recent. Uh, stats that they were touting about how Copilot is making everyone so much more productive. Uh, you know, on average, I guess there was some calculation that programmers can now be like 1.5 times as productive. Uh, you know, like or you know, 50 percent more productive. Like however you want to <laughs> slice that, right? Whatever that means. Um, and and Dave Rupert's asking a great question here, which is like, okay, let's say that's true. Let's say people are now 1.5 times programmers because of GitHub Copilot. Where's all the extra money? Where's the extra money, yeah? <laughs> Where's the 1.5 times raise here if you're 1.5 times more productive? Or are you just going to take a lot more a lot more time off? Get to get to get that extra rest, you know, you're, you're reaping the rewards. <laughs> like, what's really going on uh, is the reality that you're just feeding the capitalist machine with more productivity. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, like, okay, we're all more productive. But is that actually helping us at all as humans? Really? <laughs> And then Chris Coyer made a good point, too, which is like, okay, you're more productive because the computer figured out a bunch more stuff for you, but are you now kind of dumber? Like, you, like this other thing mostly programmed the thing you need to do. You didn't really research it or figure it out much on your own. It just, you know, gave you this thing. It kind of worked, and maybe you tweaked it or whatever, and you called it a day. But, you know, now, like, you know, is it worse quality? Did you not really learn the thing you need to learn? <laughs> like, there's a lot of problems around this stuff, folks. There's there's just a lot of things where if you're just listening to the hype and the stats and the whatever, uh, it's not giving you the full picture. Uh, so those links are both in the show notes, of course. I highly recommend you check them out. All right. And now it's time. It's time, my friends, for Federation Wars. Activity Pub versus AT Protocol. Go! Or er, really? <laughs> Uh, so in case you've been living under a rock the past few weeks, uh, there's this thing called Blue Sky. It's a platform and it uses uh, what seems to be a new decentralized social networking protocol called AT Protocol or ATP. 
which I will never say because every time I think about ATP, I think about Accidental Tech Podcast. (laughs) And I have the hat and the t-shirt and the mug to prove it. So I cannot call this thing ATP. I'm just going to call it App Protocol. And so, yeah, we have Activity Pub versus App Protocol. And uh, Blue Sky uh, started out as sort of a Skunk Works project, uh, this sort of uh, brand for a bunch of research folks. And it's now an actual app. There's a Blue Sky app. Um, I want to point you to some prior reporting that I did on the Blue Sky project um, way back at episode 45 of Fresh Fusion, uh, which at that time was called The Jared White Show. Uh, so episode 45, Twitter is like a decentralized Twitter in which I talk all about Blue Sky And then uh, in episode 63, I revisited Blue Sky, the title Blue Skies Smiling at Me. And uh, yeah, you can you can check those out at your leisure, because here's the thing. uh, Blue Sky is not new, not new at all. (laughs) Uh, Blue Sky has been around for several years. Uh, In fact, uh, I believe their announcement was first uh, in late 2019. Uh, yeah, that's that's when I recorded the, the episode 45 was right after the initial Blue Sky announcement. That was back in December of 2019, right before the pandemic. So, uh, so yeah, several years ago now, uh, Blue Sky was, was founded as this sort of skunk works project that was essentially spun off of Twitter. Uh, and uh, both Jack Dorsey, then CEO of Twitter, as well as Parag Agrawal, then CTO of Twitter, were uh, really talking up this whole thing. And uh, I feel like there's so much nuance here that has gotten completely lost in all the back and forth, you know, lobbing of accusations and all the noise and all the reviews of what's better, Blue Sky or Mastodon or this or that. It's like, hey, folks, let's just talk about the history here. So from the very beginning... Again, this is 2019 that we're talking about here. Jack Dorsey was saying that he envisioned that Blue Sky could develop, you know, whether whether this is a new protocol or enhancements to existing protocols, they hadn't determined that yet. But uh, whatever protocols Blue Sky would end up recommending as a project, uh, Jack wanted Twitter to get rebuilt on top of these protocols, he wanted Twitter to become a client of this new Blue Sky initiative. So, you know, when you go on to Twitter, when you'd log on to Twitter and use the Twitter app, you wouldn't just be interacting with Twitter, the platform, the set of data, the company, you know, in, in this totally walled garden as we as we think of these big social networking sites. He wanted Twitter to participate in this new decentralized, uh, you know, presumably open platform. He wanted to unbundle Twitter, as it were. And <laughs> this this wasn't just like some lark that he just, you know, spit out one day and then forgot about. Like, he was very clear about the goals of Blue Sky from day one. And he was very clear about the goals of how Twitter would interact with Blue Sky from day one. Um, I, I don't know exactly why anyone today would be surprised by anything Jack Dorsey has said lately or what Blue Sky has done lately, 
because uh, the goals of Blue Sky was completely clear from the very beginning. Twitter would get redone as a Blue Sky client. Now, what ended up happening, of course, (laughs) is that Elon Musk took over Twitter last year and has done literally the opposite of that. Elon Musk is doing literally the opposite of what Jack Dorsey had originally said was his goal for Twitter and for Blue Sky. You know, Musk has done everything he can to consolidate power and control over Twitter and make Twitter much more closed, much less open, much more of a walled garden. So why is Jack Dorsey the villain here? I don't understand this. I I really don't understand this. Uh, Sure, you can blame him for seemingly being friends with Elon Musk and seemingly allowing Musk to take over. But, uh, you know, let, let, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Let's say, let's say Jack Dorsey somehow in, you know, for whatever reason last year, uh, you know, drank the Kool-Aid and thought, uh, you know, taking Twitter private and handing it off to Elon Musk would be a good idea. Okay. That was dumb. That was really dumb, if Jack Dorsey thought that was a good idea in any way. Uh, And it seems like he kind of regrets that now, right? (laughs) He's been starting to make some comments. He's been starting to make some public comments, basically distancing himself from what Musk has been trying to do with Twitter and basically saying without, you know, completely blanket saying, I regret what I did. (laughs) Okay, so... Maybe Jack Dorsey was was a blithering idiot <laughs> with what he was trying to do, uh, whatever whatever that was with Twitter. However, it has little to do with what Blue Sky is. So when I see people making Jack Dorsey out to be this this villainous monster running Blue Sky, I don't understand this at all because, like I said, from the very beginning of Blue Sky all the way back in 2019, and I reported on this. I have the receipts. When Jack Dorsey, then CEO of Twitter, explained what Blue Sky's goals were, what he wanted it to accomplish, and what he wanted Twitter to do with Blue Sky, those goals were very clear. What's happening now, of course, is a little bit different because Twitter is not becoming a client of Blue Sky. Blue Sky is developing its own client. That, that's the only difference. Now, I don't know if Jack originally expected that Blue Sky would develop a client for the Blue Sky protocols, whatever those would end up being, which we now know is uh, AT Protocol. I don't know if Jack ever thought there would be like a Blue Sky app, but clearly, (laughs) clearly since the sale of Twitter to Elon Musk and Elon Musk presumably having no interest whatsoever in participating in any sort of decentralized social networking of any kind, not AT Protocol, not ActivityPub, nothing, well, it's kind of inevitable that Blue Sky would have to develop their own client. <laughs> they kind of spent several years, you know, working on this stuff and, and you know, preparing to develop something that Twitter could use just to say, well, Twitter's not going to use it now. So sorry, folks, <laughs> never mind. Uh, clearly, Blue Sky has to develop their own client, which is now competing with Twitter. So Blue Sky is now a Twitter competitor, which again 
is why I'm scratching my head at like, you know, folks suggesting that, oh, Jack masterminded that Twitter was going to go downhill and then it was going to sell to Elon after Parag Agrawal took over as CEO. And then there'd be the rise of Mastodon and the Fediverse. Uh, and then uh, Twitter would be fighting against the Fediverse. And then Jack would swoop in and launch a competing decentralized social networking protocol and platform to compete with Mastodon and also compete with Twitter. And uh, what? Huh? What? <laughs> this makes no sense, folks. <laughs> the the idea that Jack would mastermind like this whole sequence of events that have transpired over the last several years uh, to 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 arrive at this point in time right now with what is happening makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> Or like, oh, Jack's fighting against the meteoric rise of the Fediverse. Jack Dorsey's come out with his own protocol and his own platform. So he's going to control it all. And then he's going to like sell it off to the highest bidder. He's going to make all his money selling Blue Sky to whatever. What? What? (laughs) This makes no sense. This makes no sense. Blue Sky has been around for years. And the goals that Jack had for Blue Sky... We're, we're absolutely abundantly clear from day one, and everything that Blue Sky is doing right now is a perfectly logical continuation of that. Like, if you look at what Blue Sky is doing right now and trace it all the way back to the original announcement in 2019, there's no controversy. There's no <laughs> conspiracy. There's no conspiracy. So, it's frustrating to me because here am I like on Mastodon, super excited about using Mastodon, super excited about ActivityPub, super excited about the Fediverse, and then to see like all the shade that people are throwing on Blue Sky and the AT protocol. And the only thing I could possibly agree with is the idea that, well, they should, you know, stop what they're doing and just embrace ActivityPub. Why do we need this other protocol you know, and we can debate how open that is or whatever, but why do we need this other seemingly open decentralized social networking protocol when we have ActivityPub? Jack should just give up and the Blue Sky folks should just use ActivityPub. Okay, I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that that's a reasonable thing. That's never how computers have worked in the history of computers. Everyone should just use one standard. Everyone should just use one standard. There's just going to be one standard. Everyone else should give up, and we're just going to use one standard. When has that ever happened? <laughs> we can barely even agree what with what HTML is. <laughs> we can barely even agree with what CSS is. There are people right now arguing about like coming up with a totally different way of scoping CSS in style sheets. That's different from this other way of scoping CSS in style sheets that we have already, which is called Shadow Dom. And I don't need to go into all that because this is not a web development podcast. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. I'm just saying like in in the most like concrete, accepted like realms where platforms protocols and specifications get hashed out, you know, like, you know, web development uh, standards and so forth. Uh, You know, folks are trying all kinds of wacky things (laughs) and things are coming out that essentially compete with prior things 
It's like, do I use Flexbox? Do I use Grid? Do I use this? Do I use that? Like, there's more than one way to do any number of things. Uh, folks keep coming out with new specs that, you know, essentially override older specs, but you can still use the older spec and they're sort of compatible, but not exactly. Uh, this kind of stuff happens all the time. So for folks to say, Jack Dorsey's a villain, the folks working on Blue Sky, they're nefarious because they're competing with ActivityPub. How dare they? How dare they develop another decentralized social networking protocol when we have ActivityPub? It's not how things work. Here's how things work. We have an accepted spec that is now in use for a lot of folks. It's called ActivityPub. It's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Blue Sky says they have some ideas about how to do things differently. They think they have a protocol that can do some things better. And they're going to develop a client called Blue Sky that folks can download and try out, which uses this protocol. And there's a few folks using it. And I mean a few. <laughs> like, the, 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 the absolute number of people right now using Blue Sky is so small. It's tiny. It's really tiny. Like, Mastodon and the Fediverse today dwarfs Blue Sky, but they're a threat. Blue Sky's a threat to the Fediverse. <laughs> Give me a break. Ah, it's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. So I, I know it sounds like maybe I'm overly tweaked by this stuff, but I, I, listen, I, I was bothered back in 2019 when this was first announced. Back then, the, the Fediverse, Mastodon, etc. was so tiny. It was teeny tiny, a teeny tiny little community. And um, Jack Dorsey announces Blue Sky, and at that point, they hadn't even said if they were going to use ActivityPub or something else, right? Like, they, they clearly said in their goals that they're going to evaluate what's already out there and either recommend possible improvements and embrace, you know, that track, or they would develop a new protocol. And they said that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to evaluate or develop something new. And I said, woohoo, this is fantastic. This is great. Jack Dorsey's all on board with the idea of decentralized social networking, and Twitter is going to move in this new direction. And maybe they'll end up embracing ActivityPub, or maybe they'll develop something different, and we can evaluate that on its technical merits and, you know, see what happens, right? It was going to be great. It's going to be really exciting. And a whole bunch of folks on Mastodon freaked out and got very mad and were very mad at Jack Dorsey. And I was so turned off by that at that time that it almost was a catalyst for me to want to leave Mastodon. And I actually ended up leaving Mastodon. <laughs> you guys should know that. Like, I left Mastodon and went back to Twitter because I was frustrated at some of the limitations of ActivityPub, limitations that we still have. So I'm not here to say that ActivityPub is perfect and it's wonderful and great and there are no problems with it. I think there's plenty of room for improvement on the ActivityPub spec. There's plenty of room for improvement on Mastodon. There's plenty of room for improvement on any number of decentralized social networking platforms today. And there's plenty of room for improvement on Blue Sky, on their app and the AT protocol. This is all good. This is all fine. We want there to be lots and lots of focus and spotlights and press and articles being written about 
decentralized social networking protocols and what's going to win out in the end, right? Like, (laughs) this is what we want. A rising tide floats all boats because here are the real enemies. Forget Blue Sky for a minute. Forget ActivityPub, Mastodon, CalkKey, PixelFed, Medium, Flipboard. Forget all the different sites and all the different players and like all the stuff that's in the press right now. Do you know who the real enemies are? Do you know who the real enemies are? TikTok. Meta. Twitter itself now, because they are not jumping on the blue sky bandwagon. YouTube. Those are the enemies. Don't forget. Uh, I, I might even include Substack a little bit in that category at this point. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that company. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. These are the enemies. Big social networking silos that slurp up all your data and serve you ads and have a ridiculous amount of control over communications on the internet. Am I threatened by blue sky? Hell no. (laughs) Am I threatened by mastodon.social? I'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) Do I think Jack Dorsey has masterminded a takeover of decentralized social networking by developing Blue Sky so it can get really big and then he can sell it to some other company just like he sold Twitter? (laughs) It's ludicrous to say that. And I'm really, really disappointed with some folks right now on Mastodon for just giving into this hysteria and these conspiracy theories. It's really unfortunate because it's getting a lot of people very confused. There are folks out there saying, I'm never going to try Blue Sky. I'm never going to get on Blue Sky. I'm totally going to get on Blue Sky. (laughs) I'm eagerly awaiting the invite. (laughs) I think it'll be fun. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not threatened by Jack Dorsey or Blue Sky. I'm threatened by Facebook. Instagram, TikTok, (laughs) Google to a certain degree. Like, those are the enemies here. Those are the enemies. If we can't, if we can't even handle a little bit of competition among decentralized social networking protocols, when the absolute numbers here of people doing anything with any of this stuff is so tiny, if we can't handle that level of competition, What's going to happen when Facebook comes along and says, well, Facebook has their own protocol that Facebook's going to use and you all have to use their stuff. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. (laughs) I'm not worried about blue sky starting from zero, literally starting from zero. Come on. Whoops, we had a little glitch in the recording there because uh, the external drive I was recording to ran out of disk space. (laughs) So I have to retrace the last uh, five to ten minutes or so of my thoughts. But um, yeah, I think I think there's just one other point I was going to make, which is that um, there have been some changes on Mastodon itself lately. to try to make uh, the whole onboarding experience less confusing. Essentially, if you uh, get a hold of the, uh, I guess, the iOS or Android app for Mastodon, the the sort of native uh, first-party app, and uh, you see the first screen, it says that you can go ahead and sign up on mastodon.social or choose your own instance. 
your own server, whatever. Um, and so that one change of sort of nudging folks towards signing up on mastodon.social by default, it's gotten a whole bunch of folks in a tizzy. <laughs> and everyone's now, well, not everyone, but some people are now like, oh my God, it's going to be centralization in the Fediverse, and this is bad. Mastodon's trying to take over. It's a land grab, and uh, people already uh, <laughs> are having a, a tough time uh, uh, understanding the, the importance of decentralization. So now when they see that Mastodon is getting people to sign up on Mastodon, Mastodon.social, it's just another sign that nobody really cares about decentralization. Uh, uh, listen, it's it's starting to get a little bit silly out there. Uh, the The sort of hysteria and conspiracy theory sort of stuff that uh, it seems like uh, some folks are engaging in. Uh, it's a little bit disappointing, I have to say. It's a little bit disappointing to me. Um, listen, these numbers, these absolute numbers we're talking about here are so tiny, so tiny. The number of people at all who are signing up on Mastodon.social are, are tiny. <laughs> Wake me up when Mastodon.social has grown 10 times. Wake me up when it's grown 50 times the size that it is now. And then maybe I'll worry a little bit about centralization. Uh, but right now, it's just kind of silly. Uh, and, you know, there there are other apps, too, that uh, have either already defaulted people to signing up on their own instance that they're running um, or, or they could. It's like, for example, uh, you know, I use Ivory and I love using Ivory. I think Ivory is an incredible, uh, iOS app for Mastodon. And I'm also trying out the beta on the Mac as well for Ivory. And, uh, I don't believe there's an, uh, an Ivory instance that people can sign up on by default if they use the app. But if there were, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. And I posted on, uh, messed it on recently, you know, that like the things that I get really excited about when I think about Activity Pub is really like that there's Mastodon.social and there's, you know, a few of other uh, other, you know, interesting instances, whatever, but that there's also, you know, flipboard.social and me.dm, that's mediums instance, and that there's uh, you know, potentially Tumblr coming on down the pike and, you know, like all all of these different web services that are you know, kind of coming from different organizations and different communities. And, you know, I think every large organization, every large business should stand up their own instance. Maybe someday we'll see an apple.social. So when Tim Cook posts, he'll be, you know, Tim at apple.social. <laughs> Tim Apple at last. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Like, this is what we want. We want decentralized social networking so that different kinds of services and different kinds of platforms and different organizations and different, you know, ventures can all interop. Like, that's what's really exciting about it. Not that there's like, and now choose from 9,000 different instances of Mastodon that all superficially look alike and you don't know why you would pick one over the other. Go! Like, <laughs> that's not a good onboarding experience. It just isn't. Uh, I recently tried to help a friend of mine who's uh, sort of an, an artisan maker of musical instruments. Uh, he's not really into social networking at all of any kind, kind of shies away from it all. And I was like... 
uh, you know, trying to explain to him why he might want to get a, a, a Mastodon account. And I, I did some research into a few different instances I could recommend to him. But you know what? Like, if he just defaulted to, like, he's just going to sign up on Mastodon.social. That's fine. It's totally fine for him to do that, right? And then as he gets more into it, maybe he'll realize, like, oh, there are other instances out there. And maybe there's an instance that's that's particularly suitable towards artisan makers of fine products, right? And he could, you know, migrate there at some point, and that'd be fine. So, <laughs> so we need to we need to make migration easier. Of course, we need to work on that. We need to, you know, make it easier for for businesses and organizations to stand up their own instances and run instances and all that kind of stuff. But, but flipping out because Mastodon's app might default people to signing up on Mastodon.social that's just silly. That's just silly. We don't need to worry about centralization in the Fediverse because these are such tiny numbers. Tiny, really tiny. We got to remember who the real enemy is here. We got to keep our eye on the ball. Like, what are we really fighting against? Here's what we're really fighting against. Are you with me? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. (laughs) Spotify. (laughs) We gotta fight against the big corporate silos. That's the real enemy here. I'm not worried about centralization in the Fediverse because Mastodon is defaulting people using the Mastodon iOS or Android clients to sign up on Mastodon.social. Like, (laughs) I'm just not worried about it. Uh, Yeah, it's a little disappointing, I gotta admit, that, that... so much energy is being taken up here because listen you, you know what's really going to benefit us in the long run you know it's really going to benefit us who are promoting this idea that decentralized social networking is really important people writing and talking about decentralized social networks <laughs> right right we we want more news coverage we we want more people talking about this stuff you know, it's starting to feel like, you know, maybe if Instagram or TikTok or whoever announces some new feature, it'll kind of get drowned out because so much of the tech discourse now is is about, you know, what Mastodon is doing and what Blue Sky is doing. And like <laughs> all of this stuff now is is getting a lot of press and a lot of attention. And that's a good thing. That's really a good thing. That's what we want, right? <laughs> Let's bring on a third decentralized social networking protocol now to, to argue about. <laughs> the, the more the merrier. Uh, I kid, I kid. But, um, you know, I, it, like it really is cool that so much energy now and so much talk is around this topic. And, and that's a really good thing. And, you know, it brings to mind, and I'll, I'll close with this, right? It brings to mind like a number of years back, there was this hysteria at one time of like, oh my God, Starbucks. Starbucks is expanding everywhere and they're taking over and they're going to put all the independent coffee houses out of business. All your favorite places you like to go, your neighborhood cafes uh, to go get a fine, finely made, you know, ethically sourced, uh, properly uh, economically supported uh, cup of coffee latte cappuccino uh say goodbye to all that because starbucks is going to take over and everyone's just going to go starbucks you know what actually happened in many cases local coffee houses started getting more business 
They started getting more foot traffic. They started getting more customers coming in to get lattes and cappuccinos and whatnot because Starbucks itself was helping to popularize uh, this new type of coffee culture around the United States. You know, a lot of people who maybe didn't really think much about coffee other than, uh, you know, getting Folgers in the morning or Farmer, was it Farmer Brothers? I don't know. I think that's an insurance company. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Like, like, like fine coffee, you know, good like European style coffee was just not really a thing for a lot of people at one time. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're going to Starbucks all the time. And then they're realizing, oh, there's this other cool place nearby they could go to and they try that coffee and it's even better. It's even way better than Starbucks. And they start going there instead a lot of the time. (laughs) That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. Starbucks was my entry into the world of fine coffee. And then, you know, it it quickly grew into a whole new thing where now I'm a, a coffee snob. And I'll still go to Starbucks now and then, you know, if it's particularly convenient, especially if I'm traveling. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I love going to all of the different local coffee houses here in Portland, of which there are many, many excellent coffee houses. Uh, so, so this idea that, you know, oh, Starbucks is going to take over and rule the world and all the independent coffee houses will go out of business. Nah. <laughs> are you getting it? Oh, Blue Sky is going to come in and take over decentralized social networking and put activity pub based platforms like Mastodon out of business. No, (laughs) I don't think at all that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to actually help. It's actually going to help Mastodon and ActivityPub in the long run. I think this increased focus on, you know, the space in general and also what ActivityPub is or is not particularly good at and what AT protocol is particularly good or not good at, what Blue Sky is good or not good at as an app, what Mastodon's apps are good or not good at, what these other apps that we use like Ivory are good or not good at. All this conversation, all this focus, this is great. This is all great. This is what we want, right? Because what we don't want is people thinking yet again about Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, (laughs) Instagram, right? Right. We want the focus to be taken away from those platforms and onto these new platforms and these new ideas. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode of Fresh Fusion. As always, you can find me in the Fediverse at Jared White at IndieWeb.Social. You can also find me on the web at JaredWhite.com and listen to past episodes of this show, JaredWhite.com slash podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you agreed with me, if you didn't agree with me, if you really disagreed with me, that's fine. You can let me know on Mastodon, etc. Send me an email, whatever. Uh, and I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>